You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way shape or form it's you better you bet presented by betmgm hour number two here on a terrific football tuesday nick costos ken barkley and you here on the betql network awesome to be on with our friends at stadium for the next two hours and if you're watching us on stadium thank you very much for joining us uh we got three more hours on our show, and in the final hour, we'll give you all our bets for tonight and the games we've already bet for Week 10 in the National Football League. But the next two hours, we're bringing you tons of great hashtag sports betting content. We will finish our handicap of Week 10 in the National Football League coming up 20 minutes from now. We'll hit the Lions and the Chargers in L.A., the Seahawks and the Commanders in the Pacific Northwest, Sunday Night Football with the Jets and the Raiders in Vegas, and Monday Night Football with the Bills and the Broncos in Western New York. That's coming up in 20 minutes. Still have a conversation to come with our Pete Blackburn uh, giving us hockey bets for tonight and talking all things hockey. Pete, the newly minted host of What Chaos, Monday through Thursday as part of the All City Network. We look forward to welcoming our friend Pete Blackburn back to the show. And Jason Sobel joins us later as well from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, giving us golf bets for this weekend. But joining us right now, it's been too long since we've had this guy on the show, seen his handsome face and heard his dulcet tones. One of our absolute favorites in the sports betting space, and that is our good friend, Doug Kazarian. And Doug is doing amazing work right now, has a new venture that we encourage all our listeners and viewers to check out. As we always say, like there's more than enough money out there for all of us to win and all of us to succeed doing sports betting content. Doug's been coming on our show for a long time. He's a friend. So I want everyone to support Doug and check out his new venture, which we'll give him a chance to talk about in a second. Onlyplayers.com. I hope we don't get like any like bikini shots of like of, of like Doug making like sports betting picks. Onlyplayers.com is the website and the show is Wager Watch with Doug Kazarian, which you basically find on demand like whenever you go to onlyplayers.com. And his new Twitter handle, at Doug Kazarian. You know his name. And uh, and his dog Arthur is with us as well, which we absolutely love, my friend. Welcome back to the show. Congratulations on the new venture. It's great to have you back, Nick and Ken. How's it going? It's going great. Obviously, with any sort of new project and uncharted territory, you're going to have some, some growing pains and some challenges, all those, you know, trigger words, but I'm very happy with where we are right now. And, um, you know, it's been new territory. So I'm, I'm sure you guys endured a lot of this yourselves when you guys started and launched and things along those lines, you worked out some kinks and part of you was like, I wish I could go back and do what, you know, know what I know now, but 
you got to play the long game with this stuff. I mean, you guys, congrats to you with the new TV deal with with, with Stadium. And just, there's always stuff like that that you want. Well, anyone's career, someone told me this a while ago, and it kind of stings, but anyone's career is like being into someone who's not that into you. So you never get it reciprocated. You never, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's a one-way relationship. And then there's ebbs and flows to that. So you're always going to want something quicker, but it's like trying to get that meeting, trying to do this. And when you're an entrepreneurial, like I am right now in this world coming from ESPN, it's very different, right? The bells and whistles, the, the equipment, and then wanting to get answers and things like that. But it's been awesome and rewarding. And hopefully it's going to continue to be extremely rewarding <clears throat> in the long term. But the, 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 the trade-off is, you know, you get to control everything and make all the calls and all that good stuff. So we'll see where it goes. But it's, it's been fun. It's been awesome. I love my team. And, you know, get, and my, my, uh, my occasional co-host here. Your producer. And uh, that's great. So uh, just tell us a little bit, and that's, I think we kind of identify with that too, Doug, like everything you were saying about starting a show and, and hoping that it kind of takes off a little bit in the, and the work that's required and uh, you're working at it right now, just like maybe give us a little bit on the show. Like, I, you know, I, I used to watch you on ESPN. A lot of people that I think everybody watching you on video right now is like, oh yeah, like Doug did daily wager. Like where, where's that guy been? Like, where do I find him now? Like, what's he doing? Kind of right. like sell the new show a little bit. Like, what do I, what do I get on the new show? No, I appreciate that. So as Nick was saying, it's onlyplayers.com is like the company name, right? So we have a website that has all of our content and it's basically a sports betting hub, right? So it has a bunch of information, whether it be, hey, there's now a try favorite in the NFL MVP race or what's Doug's analysis on Maction tonight and things like that. So basically the concept is it's sort of two pronged. One is for customers or sorry, clients. So our clients would be like partners and we can, and so we have distribution where it could be a TV partner for linear TV or other content partners throughout the media space, whether it be newspapers and whatever, audio as well, and things along those lines. And then it's for people watching right now, the, the customer or the uh, consumer. And it's basically taking sort of like what you guys were talking about. Nick just went through the rundown of what's coming up over the next couple hours, who's coming up. So I think it's great content that you guys do in other networks and other places. And I, I absorb it all and I listen to it all and I watch it all and podcasts and everything like that. But not everyone has the ability to do all that. So like the blueprint, I guess, is sort of like a boutique option of like everything condensed and aggregated throughout the day. And it's basically doing what I did at Daily Wager. I'm doing the same thing, talking to my inner circle of betters, odds makers, whatever, and going through sort of like my phone, like I texted Nick yesterday, Nick yesterday, like, hey, you got anything good in college basketball today or whatever? And so stuff like that. Just just, just for the record, yeah. I gave him a loser. What'd you give him? It happens. Right? Like I gave, doing I gave things South like Dakota that. State, the, the, the fighting jackrabbits, I think I gave him. So they yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but jackrabbits. It, uh, <laughs> you know, and then just doing a 30-minute show with just that information. So I think the landscape of betting is great. Like the networks have substituted, I hope, all sports radio. Like I don't need to hear, you know, some of the dumbest arguments or conversations. I'd rather just listen to betting sports radio and betting TV talk shows, right? But what if I could simulate the day-to-day -day existence of a sports better and be more authentic to the, to the viewer or consumer that is a sports better? And so I think there's like a gray area and I don't know how it happened, how we got here. I have some theories, 
But right now, a lot of the betting content out there is really just like content creators who kind of know betting or are faking it because it's a growing space or like aren't really authentic. And like all the segments are taken from other what I what we call verticals. You guys know this. So like the NFL vertical, the NBA vertical, the fantasy vertical. And they're just using formulas that sort of work in those spaces. But I don't think they work in betting because wagers have a binary outcome. You either win or you lose. Well, I guess the third option of pushing. But I just think it's like a lot of like, for lack of a better word, it's a lot of grab ass in, in TV. And everyone just kind of like horsing around. And, you know, you have anchors doing parlays on TV because no one's treating it like a day to day trying to win. And maybe I'm wrong because I know some of the metrics out there say like a lot of people are just doing one dollar parlays at FanDuel and like eight leg parlays and stuff like that. And I'm trying to go like four and two on an NFL card or something like that. But I have a, my own betting card that's literally on the site when I do units and track it throughout the whole season. I'm going to do it forever. And I want under, people should like sort of observe how it's done, like a net winner or professionally and how, you know, how it's done with futures. And how, so I, all this stuff that we put in the segments that are also on the site in smaller bites are done in a way where it's like, kind of teaching moments or like how things are processed. Like we had a clip that was only like 30 seconds, but it was a week or so ago. It was like, why would you bet Jaden Daniels at plus 450 to win the Heisman Trophy when you can take LSU to win the SEC at plus 600? Now, obviously they're correlated, but obviously they're not de definitively connected, but there's just ways to think about stuff like that. And so I want to do stuff that's digestible for the average and novice better and just not inundate them with hours and hours and hours of content of differing opinions, different trends, some contradict one another, but just like sort of, so they could outsource a lot of the information gathering process and then watch it in a clean, easy, entertaining way involved my dog, you know, do it in a way where it's still fun, but you're not having to sift through a bunch of stuff, listening to a beat writer for 30 minutes, listening to another odds maker talk about his handle from last week. Like I can just trim all the fat for someone and then do a 30 minute show. And that's what I'm trying to do. All right. That's our our friend Doug Gazirian. Check out onlyplayers.com. The show is Wager Watch with our pal Doug Gazirian. Joining Nick and Ken here, you better you bet on a Tuesday. All right. So we we promoted the new site and we uh and obviously wish Doug the best of luck and hope our viewers and listeners check it out. Doug, let's uh let's get some bets and let's get some betting thoughts for you. You're a big NBA better, big Lakers fan. Um this could be a Lakers uh conversation. This could be something else that you find interesting right now in the NBA. Obviously, no games tonight, and Ken and I did that to open the show, just like eh, it's Pretty stupid, but whatever. Um, any big picture well, NBA betting takeaways, Doug? Yeah, it's like in this. Yeah, well, you're voting for president. No one. We'll talk next year. Uh, any NBA <laughs> betting takeaways, Doug, at this point in the season? Yeah, I was ahead of this. Like the first. So as you guys know, the earlier the show, it's sort of a TV thing. The earlier the in the day the show is, the more sort of reaction you can do to the previous night. And then the later in the day, the more look ahead. So one thing I like to do in a segment, you know, we do, I do like, here are my big takeaways from the night. It'll be like a 13 game NBA card. And literally the first time I saw them play, I go, yep, Pacers may lead the NBA in scoring. So, and sure enough, after last night's 152 point performance, they are tops in the NBA in scoring. So I think like team totals, first halves, like all that stuff, you know, styles make fights. Certain matchups won't be conducive, and you got to keep an eye on Halliburton. But Halliburton missed a bunch of time last year. When he plays and is healthy, he makes that offense go. And you have like Buddy Heald off the bench, and then Miles Turner missed time last year. This is a team that will chuck and duck and play no defense 
and they have no regard for anything. So they're not going to be able to get the over-unders high enough. So I would just continue to be all about the Pacers at full strength, like Halliburton missed a game last week. So just obviously make sure he's playing and everyone else is. But this is a team where they're not getting the stuff. I and mean, they had 86 points in the first half yesterday against the Spurs. Um, so that's just like things you got to – I'm just going to – until the market adjusts to a ridiculous rate, there's always going to be stubborn money keeping this stuff not from going high enough. I don't think you can get these numbers high enough when, this, when the Pacers have the right matchup and they're at full strength. So that's sort of one takeaway. And then, you know, this is a clip I did last night. Like there's ways to really get – like roll up the sleeves. Like Steph Curry – He's just a beast. And the live wagering and things, those opportunities with Steph are just, if you do in-game wagering, like the guy is like a blind fade when he goes to the bench. And then when he comes back in, you should just bet on blindly. He had a plus minus yesterday of 17, plus 17. Draymond and Clay had plus one. So like Steph, you know, there's like yesterday he came into the game with six minutes to go or seven minutes to go and they were down three and they won by double digits. It's just because they start the fourth quarter without him and then like they, they lose their lead and then he comes back in because there's such a giant drop off between him and the next best player. who's I don't know, Wiggins. So we saw this with Jokic the year that Murray and Gordon were hurt. There's the giant drop off. Right. So just things like that in the NBA where you can get really intricate, but that's where the edges are. So, you know, the Lakers are the Lakers, and I have no interest in watching them or dealing with them. So I'm just focused on live betting and other opportunities. But those are sort of, you know, that's where that's where the edges I really, really think are and like certain sort of nuanced things along those lines. Yeah, Kings without De'Aaron Fox versus with De'Aaron Fox has been a thing the last couple of games for sure. Since he right. got hurt, people have yeah, seen those that to, like out, outrageously terrible without him is apparently like what how this is going to be. I don't know. Uh, Doug, we have like a minute left. Want to just get like an NFL thought from you too? Obviously, we haven't done a lot of NFL on the show so far today. It could be a bet for this weekend, a, a futures bet that you like, MVP, whatever. But in about sixty seconds, something in the NFL you're kind of hot on. Well, I think it's great. Like the favorite right now is around plus four fifty-five dollars, whereas in years past we've seen like some two fifties and three hundred. So it's it's parity, but it's really parity in tiers. Like there's the top tier, right? So you have the Chiefs, the Ravens, you know, the Niners, the Eagles, like, and then there's really like a giant drop off to like after the like the Lions and Cowboys maybe. So there's parity within the top tier, but I don't think anyone from the second tier has a shot. Like I don't think the Lions are winning three games, maybe, but. So that's what's going to be most fascinating. So assuming everyone's healthy, it's really going to be come down to a few plays each game, much like these a lot of these Chiefs games are. And so that's what I'm like most excited about in the futures market. But I would say the Jets Raiders game is probably my favorite play. The under uh, this weekend, like let's not overthink it. Like the Raiders, O'Don- like O'Connell's going to play a lot differently against the Jets defense than he did against the Giants, who had a emergency third string quarterback come in in the first half. Like that thing's going to be a rock fight. Well, that was emergency third string quarterback. My stupid team went into the game with him as the backup. Not great for my New York football giants. Total in the game right now is 36 with the odd. Not that I'm not that I'm salty about it with the Raiders and the Jets on Sunday Night Football. Doug, we appreciate it, man. The new venture sounds awesome. And we encourage all our listeners and viewers to check it out. Again, onlyplayers.com is the website. Just like no bikini shots, please. Wager Watch with Doug (laughs) Kazarian is the show. Be sure to check it out. My friend, wishing you the best of luck on all of it, not just with the bets, but with the new venture as well. Um, Like I always say, like oh, I want all of us in this space to make a lot of money. Yeah. Doug, that includes you. Totally. So hope it obviously goes great. Be sure to check it out, and we will talk to you down the line, my friend. All right. Thanks, fellas. Good to be with you. Our pal Doug Kazarian joining us here on You Better, You Bet. I love Doug's dog.
like Arthur's kind of like the star just, of the show there. Well, especially when we got into like the the depth of like, yeah, you know, like when you're starting off, it's like tough to make it with a new venture. And like the dog is literally just like staring at him like a player and a coach who's given like a pep talk at halftime or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like you see him lean in like, yeah, he's he's right. Yeah. Also, I'm going to lick myself. But, he, no. but also, he's right. <laughs> so, also, he's right. Yeah. Unconditional love. You absolutely got to love it. That's our pal, Doug Kazarian. Follow him on Twitter if you're not already at Doug Kazarian. All right. On the other side, we'll wrap up our handicap week number 10 in the National Football League. We got four more games we got to hit, and we will start in Seattle with the Seahawks and the Commanders. Nick and Ken, Tuesday, you better, you bet, rolls on right after this. Smith goes down the field and is intercepted. No, no, not it's again. Gino to Gino as Stone comes away with it. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Jim Nance with the call this past Sunday. I'm surprised that we didn't get more like Scott Hansen on Sunday, like five hours after the fact. Did, did Have we mentioned yet that Gino intercepted Gino earlier today? And a couple of years ago, remember when... Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely did it a little. I honestly thought I, I remember when the play happened live on Red Zone. It's almost like he was so giddy about what was happening that he like couldn't even get the words out. He was so excited about another like Josh Allen, Josh Allen situation. But to be fair, the Josh Allen, Josh Allen like goes down in history. I mean, every sponsored element the rest of the show, every 20 minutes, like, have we told you that this happened? Yes. They have the same name. That's incredibly interesting. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Gino to Gino. How about that? Anyway, <laughs> so that's it. That's all there is. Yeah. It, yep. Gino and Gino. Uh, Gino Smith keeps mm. turning the football over. And Pete Carroll saying that he's hashtag worried. He didn't say hashtag oh worried. I, I added the hashtag. He's a little worried Imagine about Gino Smith's turnovers. Yeah. Pete Carroll. Like, that would actually be something where, like, four hours later, I'd be like, by the way, remember when Pete Carroll said out loud hashtag? And also, also, do you remember when it, when Antonio Brown was topless? Mm. And also, uh, one time the Bills and Jaguars played, and uh, Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen, and, and it was the really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the rest was history. Uh, so, Geno Smith obviously going to continue starting for Seattle, but I guess he keeps turning the football over. Maybe they'll go to Drew Locke at some point, but for now, it's obviously Geno Smith. Jake, bring the music up, and let's talk about Seattle's next game. Coming off a 37-3 humiliation at the hands of the Ravens in Baltimore, the one-time first-place team in the NFC West, no longer after their loss last week. The Seattle Seahawks welcome in slinging Sammy Howell and the Washington Commanders go on the road in New England and beat the Patriots. How about Jonathan Allen after the game? Doesn't get like the one like defensive lineman that doesn't get traded basically with an impassioned speech about how he thinks Sam Howell's hashtag the guy and that this is the guy that the franchise is going to build around and they've got their franchise quarterback and he's not taking as many sacks now and maybe like Washington's like onto something a little bit here in the second half of the season. Also, the Seahawks are nearly a touchdown favorite in this game. Seattle's a six and a half point home favorite. The total is 45 and a half. Uh, I will give you the floor here, Ken. I am flummoxed by this game and basically by every Seattle game like this entire season. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm flummoxed by the game. I don't think the numbers like great. Like the number is not something that I would consider like crazy or I, I want to bet a lot of money into as fast as possible. And I can't wait. Like I can't wait to bet Atlanta. I can wait to bet this game. Um, it's also worth noting, to your point about 
how the commanders will first of all beat new england which was a really important win for the commanders it's a really important win for me for that win total too and so they're four and five seattle's five and three okay like maybe seattle just wins comfortably and the nfc if they do that by the way the nfc playoff standings essentially become like like concretely set already in terms of like who's going to make it like no one else can really get in except like atlanta and like is it like atlanta or new orleans and like the other one maybe gets in you you limit the number of teams if the commanders take another loss like they're alive for this like they can get the seven if they win this game things get crazy like really fast in terms of like the commanders could actually make the playoffs which is unbelievable they're probably not going to make it the schedule is difficult this is like a, this is actually this isn't like minnesota atlanta high leverage but it's just slightly under that in terms of like each team still wanting to make the playoffs even though the commanders traded all these guys um my thought in the game is i'm curious where the market moves on this because we are really like basically like six for the most part in most places mgm six and a half there's a couple other six and a halfs we open six so the movement a little bit has been towards seattle so far if we ever sniffed seven in this game even like a little bit like minus 15 minus 20 whatever uh, button push Washington, feel great about it, not even close. My number in the game is six. I don't think there should be like a ton of adjustment based on anything that we've seen recently with either team, bad or good. Uh, and a full touchdown, I think, is absolutely a bet worth making. We're not quite there, but we're close. And I would never bet Seattle at these numbers. I I I I think I would take six and a half with Washington if this is what it's gonna be. I'd rather have seven also. But like it's never I don't think it's ever Seattle though. With the right, way Geno's margin. turning the football over, yeah, by Seattle yeah. by margin. I mean, I, I mean, I guess like it's possible. Obviously, I, this sets up for me. And like, admittedly, I think I've got a bad read on Seahawks games. Like, basically, starting Week One against the Rams. I mean, I I bet against them in the Cincinnati game. And like, to be fair, like they should have won that game. And I feel like I was wrong on that game. And I ended up winning my bet. Luckily, thankfully, with Cincinnati there. I think I've had a bad re read on Seahawks games all year. I just think like Seahawks by margin. I don't really like it. Gino keeps turning the football over. Now now it's becoming a talking point. I don't think that's going to change. I feel like that's going to be like, that's what he's been most of his career. And on the other side, I I don't know like what Howell's like ceiling is as an NFL quarterback. Ken, I don't think he's ever going to be like, maybe he will be. I don't think he's ever like Allen or like Hurts, like certainly not Mahomes, Burrow, Lamar. But can he be in like that next year possibly? Like he's still like a rookie fifth rounder. It's his first year starting. Like, He's been pretty good, all things considered. The team loves him. I I think this is like but a commander's he, or nothing spot Cousins? for me. Like, can he be, like, is that his, like, ceiling? Is to be a player like that? I think he's, yeah, I understand, like, the analogy there. Like, how they're not the same player. I know that's not what you're saying. Like, how no. got some wheels, can move Success. a little bit. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I think it's, like, I mean, at the very least, couple, he's going to be a quarterback in the runs. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be a quarterback in the league for over a decade with the way he's playing. Like he's he's he he'll have a, he'll be he'll have a job until he like hangs him up until he retires. Um, right. I think this is like this is Commanders or nothing for me, and I guess I'm willing to be wrong here. And I think if we get to Sunday and the spread's gonna be six and a half and it's not seven, I'll hashtag spray the board and I think I'll I'll take the points with Sam Howell and the Commanders, and I'm willing to be wrong about it. Yeah, I mean, I just it's tough, right? Because to be fair okay, like, you could argue this is a really good time to buy Seattle, because they're coming off, this is kind of what we do yesterday, you're coming off of a game where they get absolutely smothered, 37-3, a non-competitive game, opinion of Seattle, you would imagine would be worse than it was going into the game, and the commanders win, so you're like, well, maybe you're cooking here, you get a short number, you bet Seattle, basically zigzagging off both teams' results the week before, but that's not what's happening in the market. 
with the market open six, Seattle gets interest. So it's like the, this whole that whole that whole line of thinking of like bounce back Seattle. The market's playing a bounce back for Seattle. Like that's you're not being contrary in betting that. Like everyone's expecting that to happen. And it's not that they have people have to be wrong, but like you're I don't think you're getting a price to play Seattle at all. And I just I, we did this a little bit with them. I don't remember what game it was. Just like you just look at the schedule and it's we did this with Dallas a little bit earlier in the year where it's like maybe and uh who did i do this with yesterday jacksonville where like they can be good it's not that they're not good just that like in a lot of games like how would you know like how would you even know i mean it's just rams panthers giants cardinals the browns with the quarterback situation like i just that's like that's more than half the schedule there's just not a lot like the win at detroit tells you something i think about team quality i think that's really good they really had a chance to win at cincinnati before cincinnati went into their bye and got a little healthier like that can be meaningful but it's like i i think we've have them properly rated as just like pretty good and pretty good by margin this is like new orleans a little bit is just tough so like the the elite teams touchdown or more can cover those numbers a lot and like seattle I'm trying to think of besides Seattle and New Orleans, like who I would definitively put in that category. Cleveland, when Deshaun's healthy, um, is going to get rated like that. The Chargers, um, just like teams in certain situations where you're just like, they can do it. I just think it's like a bad Minnesota when they're good. That last year, Minnesota would be a good example. Just like don't generally want to lay big numbers with those kind of teams and those quarterbacks. I think this is another one of them. Um, so yeah, Washington or nothing. For me, I think I do want the seven be different enough for my rating, re represent like a pretty big move in the market to make the bet. Uh, the, the only the only way I'd lay those teams at big numbers is if they play against Clayton Toon. In which case, sign me up, please. Right. In which case, you not in football at that point. Here's the puck line. <laughs> you, right. yeah. you better. Yeah, give me, uh, give me the, the, the Browns minus 100 and a half. Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. Serious question. Rest of season, pick one quarterback. Geno Smith or Sam Howell? Rest of the season, pick a quarterback? Is that how yeah. that question started? Yep. Sorry. Yep. Um, like how Seattle's am I answering this? Because like, it's the whole offense, right? Like the offensive which, line which, for Washington's still terrible. Which quarterback do you like more, just in general? Uh, I think I still like Geno more, but it's like, I guess it's getting closer. I guess I, I still like Geno. I made the Pro Bowl last year. He's really good. Like yeah. I, I know he's turning over fair. a little bit now, but they're they're good. I like and I like Howell. I mean, I got the I got the Commanders win total over. Like nobody's got that bet. I feel like people were betting the under a lot at the start of the year, and maybe they're going to be right because this schedule is a little tough. But uh, yeah, it's, it's I guess it's getting closer. I still think it's Geno, and I, I like Seattle. Like I think, you know, I just feel like we know exactly what this is going to be. Maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe they can like kind of morph into something different. They just feel like a first-round playoff loser to me. I mean, they just feel so impossibly average watching them so far. And you look at the, the pieces and you go, man, but, like, the weapon's on offense. And if Gino like, finds it again and, you know, the secondary with the young players, like, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on here. And you watch all the games and you just go, like, all right, who are they losing to in the first rounds? Or, like, if they upset that team, who are they getting trucked by in the second round? Like, which, which one is it that just... Like teams like that, they're like the least fun teams. Like that, we we kind of know. I think we know what this is going to be, um, and they can change my mind. But I, that's kind of feel like where I'm at with them right now. And like I said, like admittedly for me, 
like it's like a lean towards Washington and maybe I'll bet just because I like to bet coming up on Sunday. I don't feel like I have a good read on the Seahawks in a spot like this. So I guess it, I, I'd prefer to bet the Commanders, but like I wouldn't be surprised sure. if Seattle covered the spread. Like I have I have stronger thoughts on all three of the games remaining for us to hit Week Ten in the NFL than I do this one. That's this fair. is the one I have the like the, the least good feeling about. Um, anything else on this game, like the total or anything, or we want to move on to the Lions and Chargers. I want to do like an M. I wonder if I can do this really fast, like an impromptu thing from last year. I feel like a thing from last season, and I'm curious if it happens again. It may not be yet, but it's definitely something I, I had earmarked for the second half of the season. The Seahawks last year, so Geno Smith won Comeback Player of the Year last year. They made the playoffs. Uh, they went, what, nine and eight, something like that, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah they went nine and eight. So they uh, <clears throat> his splits, first half, second half of the season, I think were way worse. They definitely lost way more in the second half of this. Like they, they lost more games in the second half of the season. And I kind of remember not like the bloom coming off the rose a little bit, but just like not as many outstanding performances. I wonder, I got, I, there's, there could be nothing to that except randomness. I just remember thinking like, you know, certain players have profiles and play certain players, certain ways in certain situations. Kyler Murray, when call of duty games come out, you know, things of that nature, burrow, which by the way, comes out on Thursday. Right. That comes out uh, on Thursday, the new Call of Duty. That. Comes out on Thursday. Oh, by the way, he's going to start. If, if all goes well, he's going to start on Sunday, says Gannon. Um, maybe I wonder if Gino's like a, a first half, second half split guy. Like, I wonder if that's going to end up kind of being his thing. And I wonder I wonder why that would be. Just sometimes players really have these like recognizable patterns. I had that one written down as like just kind of an interesting note with him. And we'll see. Like, it's you don't even have to bet it. Just it'll be interesting to follow this. Like, if this if the wheels start coming off here a little bit, um, it would be similar to what happened last season in the second half. All right. More on the Commanders and Seahawks as we move forward this week. Let's go to uh, the Lions and the Chargers, Ken, in Los Angeles, and we can start the analysis now and carry it over into the final segment of this hour. The Chargers coming off like a a 21-point win yesterday against the Jets, where like yesterday in soccer, Chelsea beat Tottenham 4-1. Tottenham had two players sent off on red cards, literally played the game 11-on-9. Chelsea should have scored like a billion goals. It was 1-1 until the very end of the game, and then Chelsea scored a couple goals. So like, Chelsea won by three. It's like the worst three-goal victory in like the history of soccer. And last night, the Chargers won by 21 points, and I think it's the worst three-touchdown victory in the history of the National Football League. When the offense, 191 yards of total offense, special teams touchdown, Zach Wilson puts the ball on the ground a couple times, and the Chargers score two touchdowns off turnovers. Like, that's like a 6-6 game, basically, without the turnovers, and I understand the turnovers happened, and that's part of the game, obviously. But the Chargers did not play well yesterday. Like, that is a way flattering scoreline to the Chargers, and they will host, coming off their bye, the Detroit Lions, who we last saw in a performance so good on Monday Night Football last week that it got like basically the, the, everyone in the Raiders organization fired. So as it stands right now, the Lions at the Chargers, like really interesting game, like the playoff picture in both both conferences, obviously. Detroit, two and a half point road favorite at LA. The total is 48 and a half. Ken, pen, pencil, blood or blank. Early thoughts here on the Lions and the Bolts. I think my... So the, the early action and interest in this game was on the Lions, opened uh, like one, one and a half in a couple places, one and a half in a couple places, got bet up to two, two and a half. And when I was thinking about the game, my my kind of big picture question with the market was, like, is the right number in the game Lions minus two and a half or Lions minus three? I couldn't figure out which one I thought it should be because the I what how you feel about Seattle, that's kind of how I feel about Chargers games this season. Uh, confusing team. I don't bet on or against them a lot. When I do, I don't feel very confident what I'm doing. And I guess this would be another game that fit that description. So like things that I was thinking about two and a half, three, like 
Obviously, injury report for the Chargers is going to be pretty paramount. Lions are off a bye. You feel like they're going to end up being pretty healthy, maybe healthier than they've been in a while. Okay, is off the bye worth a little bit? It's also a short week for the Chargers. They played last night, uh, and they played in New Jersey and fly home to California on a short week and play, albeit at home, in quotes. So, okay, off a bye. Maybe maybe injury report better for Chargers, but definitely better for Detroit. And then, I mean, did anybody watch how the Lions fans travel to Lambeau Field to watch that game against the Packers? On th- there's gonna they're gonna have ninety nine point nine percent of the fans. This is like a silent count game for Herbert. I think three is the right number, and I actually may bet Detroit, but I kind of wanted to talk it out on the show to see if you felt the same way. I I I do feel the same way, and I and we'll go through the on-field handicap on the other side, which leads me to a bet on the side, and I think a bet on the total as well. Lions Chargers conversation coming up next. They hand to Gibbs, and Gibbs breaks it. Touchdown! What a night for the rookie! Wow. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Joe Buck with the call last week on Monday Night Football. I will say that if you're a fantasy football owner and you're like, wow, like Javier Gibbs is going to be a beast rest of the season, well, you know, Dan Campbell basically throwing a little bit of cold water on that, saying, hey, like, David Montgomery is going to be back. Like, I think Gibbs will get more work than he did earlier in the year, but this is... They didn't sign David Montgomery and like give him the ball a million times inside the five yard line when they're down there to like stop giving him the football now that they're six and two uh, coming down the home stretch of the season. Our pal Pete Blackburn stops by an hour from now talking National Hockey League Power Hour final hour featuring all our bets for tonight. Lockmas still to come. Ken's going to tell you how to bet the Heisman Trophy. We're still going to talk some NBA Most Valuable Player as well. Um, we appreciate everyone watching the show right now on Stadium and listening to us on Satellite Radio, Sirius two seventeen and XM two hundred five. Big time shout out to you. Jake, let's bring the music back up back up here and continue talking about the Lions and the Chargers. Ken, we went to break, and you were saying that you think that you might end up betting Detroit. Curious to get my thought. Um, I think this is going to be only a Detroit bet for me. Also, haven't bet it yet. I also conceptually like the under a little bit in the game. And I think something that we saw last night, the Chargers offensive line, and I know the Jets have a really have a good defensive front. Yeah, good defense, period. The Chargers offensive line was abysmal last night. Justin Herbert sacked five times in the game, running for his life. Again, a flattering scoreline last night for the Chargers. And with Josh Palmer on IR, so Palmer's going to be out. Corey Lindsley out indefinitely, as Ken writes in our chat. He's right. Um, With Josh Palmer on IR, the Chargers are like out of good skill position players, basically. Also, just as an aside, I bet Austin Eckler over 33 and a half receiving yards, and he had seven targets and didn't go over. Pretty frustrating. Anyway, yeah. hashtag that's life. Right? <laughs> yes, that's life. That's life. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, they're like out of good players, so I feel like that was a great handicap. I lost the bet, but I feel like my, I nailed the handicap with what the Chargers were gonna do in the game. Like they wanted the offense to be one thing coming into the year, and then Mike Williams got hurt, and Quinton Johnston's been ineffective. So now the offense is something completely different. You'd think Joe Lombardi was still running the offense because it's Keenan Allen, who's still awesome and had like a ridiculous catch last night to go over 10,000 yards for his career. Like honestly, like one of the more underrated wide receivers of this era is Keenan Allen. So he's still really good, but he's never been and certainly isn't now on like the wrong side of 30, someone who's ever going to take the top off a of defense. And like maybe like Quentin John, I'd love for it to happen as you listen to the show, watch the show, you know that I got Quentin Johnston in all like my higher stakes fantasy leagues. I would love for him to be a thing. 
It hasn't happened yet. Maybe it will, but it hasn't happened yet. So without Palmer, you've got Allen, you've got Quinton Johnston, I, like Darius Davis with the punt return touchdown, but he's not like they're not using him as a wide receiver. Everett and Parham and Eckler, this is like a dink and dunk offense, and that's what it's going to be. Like they don't have a lot of explosive ability now. Like maybe Johnston turns into Mike Williams or like Randy Moss on Sunday and has like the breakout game, and that's how they're able to take the top off the defense and stretch the field. Maybe Jalen Guyton could give them a little. Also, like he barely plays; he's only he's only active now because of all the injuries. I don't know how the Chargers are scoring in this game. I don't know how it's happening. Um, I like the under at first glance here. Give myself a little bit more time to think about it. Like maybe Johnston's like the key to unlocking this and maybe like away from Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, maybe he can do that on Sunday. But Ken, my first thought aligns with yours, which would be like, I think Lions 3 is probably the right number here where they're going to have more fans there definitely than the Chargers fans. And uh, an under would also be my early week look. I reserve the right to change my mind, but that's where I'm at right now on first glance would be Lions and under. Yeah, I mean, there are basically no games that I, you know, want to bet early in the week right now to to get ahead of a number that I think is going to move and not come back. And this is like the game I have circled where I just go, like, on Friday, are we just going to be like, well, Lions a full three-point favorite. What do you want to do? And we're both like, nah, that's fine. It's like, all right, well, then, like, do I need to bet the Lions right now for that reason? Like, just uh, subjectively, I, I do like them a little bit in the game and uh, just, like, kind of the spot for each team. And, and I think less the spot for each team and more how I feel like that's starting to get baked into the price, but maybe is not fully baked into the price yet. So, I, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely Lions or nothing. I don't have a strong opinion on the total, but I think you're – I agree with everything that you said, and I think you're right about the Chargers' offense. Um, yeah, maybe just, like, let's see how the market kind of develops for this game. I'm, I may bet some Lions. I got to think about it because there are twos on the board still. Like, do I have to bet it now? Can I Can I wait? And um, and just, like, think about it more, get more information, get injury reports, whatever. Uh, Lions are nothing for sure. Total no strong opinion. It's just worth noting one kind of, like, bonus award note on this game. Um, as someone... If you are someone who likes to root for uh, chaos, well, Pete Blackburn on later in the show, uh, that's chaos. What's the show? What's the name of his podcast? Uh, what chaos? What chaos? Like, what chaos? Uh, chaos? What chaos? Uh, if you would chaos. like to see, <laughs> if you would like to look at an award market and yell "what chaos," then you should really want the Chargers to win this game <laughs> because Mike McDaniel takes another loss against the Chiefs. He's lost to every good team he's played. People with the right midseason awards can say whatever they want, and you know, forty percent of them picked them, and some people left them off completely, like in their top five. So I think that's where we're at with him, at least uncertain. Uh, and we'll do more on like who, like, do you want to bet anybody this week? Whatever. Dan Campbell's the favorite in the market. I think if they go fourteen and three, he definitely wins. Thirteen and four, it's kind of unclear, and less than that, he does not win. And they lose this game. He's trending for the last couple. Uh, so just like if you if you like valuable award bets that can emerge, then man, you got to want the Chargers bad in this game because the coach of the year is going to get crazy if McDaniel, which by the way, we've only been talking about for 15 weeks, like if they're going to lose games and not be like super teams, then anyone really can win the award still. And McDaniel's starting to lose some games and Campbell can lose this game. So just we'll do it more on Thursday. Like, okay, who do you bet? How does the market take shape if they do lose? A like sneaky, insanely high leverage game for maybe one of the more open award markets we have left. Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. We'll get to Sunday Night Football, the Jets and the Raiders in a second. Just last note on this game. Do you think that either side that you like is correlated with the play on the total also. For example, if you like the Chargers in this game, like, I, 
I feel like the Chargers like can't win a game that doesn't go over the total. I feel like they win this game because Justin Herbert like has like a transcendent performance. I don't know if, like they can cover or like win a game that's 17-14. Like I don't know if that ever happens. I feel like Herbert has to ball out for them to win. One of the reasons why I like the Lions of the game. Curious if you agree with that, and then we can move to Sunday night. I don't think the Lions, I think the Lions can win a lot of ways. I don't think they're necessarily, just my, just when thinking about the game, it doesn't have to be true, just what I think. I, I can see them winning a lot of different ways. Could I see the Chargers winning like a really low, but I mean, you just said they have a rock fight offense, so like, isn't the game more likely to be like that anyway? And they, they can't win like a 17-14 game, I guess. What was the score against the Cowboys? They can't win that, they can't get to get to that point that way? Was that 20 to 17? Was that the final 20 score? 20 to 17, game, I like believe, that? yeah. And so. I guess my only pushback would be like, and you I, you might have a great answer for this, actually. Like, how is this game going to be different than that game? I guess would be my question. Maybe like Detroit coming off the bye, Detroit fully healthy on offense maybe gives you a play. Then it's golf like home road split. So I think like you might be right that we're, we're just looking at like a rock fight type of game. Better than McCarthy, probably, even though Dallas's offense has started to kind of pick up steam a little well, bit. Well, I mean, Ben, ben Johnson's but... awesome. Yeah, you could he's, argue Ben Johnson's better, better than list. Yeah, better yeah, than almost well. anybody. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just, like, bet the under in this game. Lions and Chargers. You sound pretty be... confident about it. I don't have an opinion on the total, but, like, you're making a strong case. It's just, it's almost like the, the misnomers about the Chargers offense still being, like, in the betting markets. It's almost like that's kind of what the argument that you're making. Well, and again, like, uh, this, this is how it loses, is that... Like the, the first off, the Chargers have the blockade in Hutchinson. I don't know if this offensive line is going to be up to the task. And then, like, look, like the Lions' defense is good, but like it's not the Jets, and their corners aren't the Jets' corners. So, like, Keenan Allen could have it, it's just dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk down the field, and maybe and maybe Quinton Johnston can be, a lot of maybes here though. Like maybe they can protect uh, Herbert from Hutchinson. Maybe Keenan Allen can get open in the short area of the field. He ain't taking the top off the defense. Maybe Quinton Johnson can have, like, his breakout game. And then I think we can have a conversation about the Chargers here. Uh, maybe, like, winning this game, potentially. Um, and maybe the game will go over the total. I just think it's unlikely at this point in the week. But I reserve the right to change my mind on this. Uh, but that's where I stand right now. Lions and under for me with Detroit and L.A. All right, now let's move to Sunday Night Football with the Jets. Gotta, gotta love Robert Sala after the game saying about Zach Wilson, yeah, it's not the best game he's ever played, but it's also not even close to the worst. Oh, boy. What, a backhanded what an indictment on What an indictment on Zach Wilson. Like, poor Robert Sala basically is getting paid. I guess it's not poor Robert Sala. I would do the job for millions of Rich dollars. Robert Sala? Like, basic, basically, like, you get paid millions of dollars to defend a terrible quarterback every single week to the media, and everyone knows he's bad. Robert Sala knows he's bad. Robert Sala knows the media knows he's bad, and, and, and that whole rigmarole. It's just everyone knows. Anyway... Uh, Zach Wilson, Robert Sala, and the Jets find themselves as a one-and-a-half-point road favorite on Sunday night at Antonio Pierce. You know, 1-0 as a head coach in the National Football League and the Las Vegas Raiders. The total is 35-and-a-half. So the Jets are road favorite. Worth noting, this was like two-and-a-half like prior to the game on Monday. So it, yep. basically, it's same range issue, but it is a low total. So maybe a little less confidence in the Jets. Uh, my, my first thought here is the wrong team favored. Uh, curious, Ken, your thoughts here. Jets and Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Well, it is a one-point spread, so I think that's a it's an easier argument to make, right, than with some of the other games. We have we have a lot of games in this range, by the way. Uh, four games lined one or one and a half right now across the board in the market. You don't really see that all the time. Makes me think about and a lot of seven fun, and a half right? teasers. Tell you that much. And that's yeah. fun, right? Oh, yeah, when, it's you, when you're not it's really like, sure. Pick the winner of the game. Yeah. Pick the winner of the game. Yeah. That's all it is. 
Like, who's going to win? Colts or Patriots? Who's going to win? Titans or Bucks? Who's going to win? Jets or Raiders? I missed one, and now I don't know which one it is. Who's going to win? Somebody or somebody else. Whatever. There's a Falcons Cardinals. Excuse me. It's the other one. So, because I was, I was like, that doesn't look like one. Oh, it's because, like, the Cardinals are favored in a couple places. Um, yeah, another one of those spreads. Is, is the number crazy? I don't. I don't think so. There's a really funny, like this is a really funny triangle of matchups, by the way, where the Jets and the Giants play, then the Giants play the Raiders, and now the Jets are playing the Raiders. The point spreads in all the games, obviously, like small, um, as, especially as we learn more about the teams. So I, with that in mind, like I can't tell you this number is like crazy or should be way different. Like these teams are all playing each other right now, and we kind of are learning that they're all like kind of the same in terms of how they should be rated. Now the games can play out certain ways, but just I don't think this is nuts. Maybe there's a little bit of value on the Raiders, like maybe, but it's also, I would just, pe like, everybody loved the Raiders last week, and they played great, and they won, and they smoked cigars, well, and Pierce I was awesome, and they won by a million, I was, but like, you know what I mean, like, I everybody was, on the show. I was the only one that was wrong, it was just me, but, I was but on Moron Island. And, and like, I, I kind of like the Raiders, like, you, you get the bounce in the one-week situation against, honestly, like, maybe the worst team in the league, and I'm not saying the Jets are way better, but just, like, be careful about, like, oh, well, now the Raiders are, like, it could have just been that that was like the bounce and they played the worst team in the league and it happened and they're actually quite terrible, just like the Jets are. Uh, this game does not really want to make me want to bet anything. Uh, more Jets Raiders to start next hour. We'll do the Bills and the Broncos on Monday Night Football. Pete Blackburn joins us, joins us as well. Hour number three. Next, Nick and Ken. You better, you bet.